0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 216, where this week we're talking about Tom and Jerry that is available theatrically and on HBO Max and The Sound of Metal, which is available on Amazon Prime. It's, it's a little bit older, but it came out over the holiday. But we're checking it out now, and we're glad we did. That's a little um, a little bit of a tease for a later episode. Ooh, I am one of your hosts. <laughs> a tease is good. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. And I'm Roger Stillian. And we're flying solo today, just the two of us. Just, the uh, two of us flying solo. That doesn't make any sense. Well, we're the, we're the one unit as a host, and we always have Chris oh, or Alex. Oh. or, Which, by the way, is a tease. I, I've, I've been told Alex will want to come join us again soon. Mm. Mm. So that's exciting. That is exciting. But what's, how's your whole week, Roger? How's, uh, how's things? Uh, things are great just I'm, great i'm laughing folks if you could i because we just we literally just recorded this episode and uh, about 15 minutes ago we wrapped up and
1: here we are <laughs> recording yet again
0: but it's okay because we're gonna have just as good of a time we're not gonna talk for 25 minutes on tom and jerry this time uh we made that mistake last not that it was a mistake it just there's not much good to say about that movie so no grayson great. decided we needed 15 minutes on that so yeah i don't think so <laughs> all right fair enough fair enough so, anything anything else happened this week, Roger? How's the weather back home? Good. Uh, I mean, it's not snowing anymore, so that's that's cool. good. There's yeah. no uh, bright, no... sunshiny day. wasn't very warm.
1: I... That's all right. Yeah,
0: it was. Here it was about sixty five. I was on the beach for a few hours today. It was mm. kind of nice, actually. Beach that's life, good. love beach it. Beach life, love that salt life, as I call it down here. That's salt terrible. life. That's he strikes that... me as one of those losers that will put that stuff on the back of their car. <laughs> I, I I have not. Yeah, but you will. Why would I? That's weird. Why? I, just,
1: I know that you will.
0: I just Fair. Okay. I'm, I, I may have already done it on my rental car. I don't mm. know. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. This is episode 216 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. That's 5 a.m. East Coast time. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain, upcoming releases, what streaming, some news, some trailers and the movies of the week, which this week is an odd week because we have a really bad one and a really stellar one. So yeah, we I'll, leave you. You guys to, I'll leave you guys to decide which is which. But now let's get into the box office. There's not a whole lot of surprises this week. Raya in The Last Dragon, as I said it wrong last time, Raya in The Last Dragon, 8.6 million domestic, bringing in 26.2 worldwide, which is pretty good. I'm glad that's the box...
1: That's a you good remember- start.
0: Do you remember when the box office during pandemic was like in tens of thousands of dollars?
1: Fourteen American dollars.
0: <laughs> yes, I do and remember it, that. It's been slowly creeping up. Tom and Jerry claims number two spot with six point six million domestic, bringing its worldwide to fifty seven point three. Chaos walking three point eight million, bringing us worldwide to six point four million. That's not too great for that one. A boogie one point two million, bringing its worldwide to one point two million. And number five, The crudes, A New Age, 780K, which brings its worldwide total intake to 157.6 million, just shy of 160. And it makes me happy to note that One Woman 1984 is nowhere in the top five anymore. I'm very upset about that movie, if you couldn't tell. Why is that? Because it's bad, it's disappointing, and it's bad. And it's not just bad, but it's the. Do you remember when? Of course, you remember this because you're the one that always says it. When your parents were like, "I'm not mad at you, I'm just disappointed." That's what I want to say to Patty Jenkins if I ever get the opportunity. So, too bad you never will. No, I never will. Thank you you for did
1: you wouldn't say it.
0: No, I I have more sense than that. Giant coward. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not a coward I just don't want to say stuff like that it's weird it's like remember when I was on the plane sitting right next to Hillary Swank and I didn't tell her to check yeah, out our show listen to our podcast
1: because you don't care about this place not <laughs> I one just, bit.
0: it's weird to talk just tell someone hey our podcast you know yeah listen yep.
1: she wouldn't she doesn't care about you she doesn't care about our podcast no, so why not, not at enough. least tell her
0: fair enough I guess that's fair but I like to think Hillary Swank has since listened to our show but she hasn't so no, no, she's not even not. A little, not even a little bit did she do that. But that's okay because we still love Hillary Hillary's wank. All right, so no no surprise in the box office. Uh, current upcoming releases, not a whole lot has changed. Uh, we still have a pretty stacked summer into fall. Um, the March hasn't changed. April's got you know the high point of April's Mortal Kombat, which you know should speak volumes by itself. But May still has Black Widow, Peter Rabbit two. Free guy, Spiraled from the Book of Saw, Cruella, A Quiet Place Two, June still has The Conjuring, Samaritan, Vivo, Spirit Untamed. Uh, June still has In the Heights, Pixar's Luca, Fast Nine, which I don't think Fast Nine is going to come out in June. I really don't think it's going to come out. Venom. Those are those are slated to come out the same day. Which something tells me one of those will not be released on that day. At least one of those. And well, then I'm July. is
1: probably going to be Venom because, listen, Fast Nine is done. It's been done.
0: Yeah. Well, Venom's more of a September, October movie anyway. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, July hasn't changed. We're, st- we're still getting the big ones like Top Gun. Yeah, uh, Top Gun, <laughs>
1: Fourth of July. They took Top Gun Christmas away from me. So.
0: <laughs> and we're going to get a Forever Purge. You know, I, I would have thought they would have r- tried to get that for Fourth of July also, but that's on July 9th. Uh, along, well, they,
1: they put most purges around Fourth of July, but I mean, they probably don't want to get it in there near um,
0: Top Gun. Top Gun, because just it's let Top Gun f- have well, same the same few days, same audience. Yeah, yeah. You know. Just let Top Gun have that four days on, you know, uncontested. Yeah. Let, let her it go. go. Just
1: let it. Let, it uh, go. let The big dog eat.
0: Space Jam Two, which I'm excited for. Old the Tomorrow World Jungle Cruise, which we'll finally get to see what the, what that's about. No, I think that's gonna be fun though. That's Emily Blunt, my friend. Emily hey, Blunt hey, is good. You know what else it is. What? Oh, you are silly! All right, the rest of it I think is too far out to tell. The King's Man is reslated for August twenty. That's like the f- that has the King's Man has got to be the movie that moved around the most since it's the been delayed today.
1: for more than a year now. It was and like it's a year ago.
0: in the past couple of weeks. It's moved around to three different dates. So yeah, so we will see where that goes. But I mean, I'm sure a lot of those aren't real placeholders anyway. So let's check out what streaming. Uh, just a couple of recommendations if you are looking for something to watch this week on Amazon. Of course, I'm always going to speak very highly of The Vast of Night, directed by Andrew yeah, Patterson. The Vast of Night. That's, good Hell stuff. Yeah. that's a damn good movie. Sierra McCormick, Jake Hor- Horowitz. Amazon 2017 check that out that actually kind of fits into the conversation today we talk about sound of metal but we'll get to that Eagle Eye is the second one directed by DJ Caruso Shia LaBeouf Michelle Monaghan Rosario Dawson Michael Chiklis Anthony Mackie Ethan Embry Billy Bob Thornton that was a very high budget movie it's a lot of fun it's very paced very well action-packed and you have Shia that's 2008 check that out another one is Coming to America by director John Landis Eddie Murphy, James Earl Jones, Arsenio Hall, yeah. Madge, Madge Sinclair, Cuba Gooding Jr., 1988. Of course, we're talking about the long overdue sequel next week. So, be excited for that. And it's, it's available for free, so if you want to get caught up for the next week's show, you absolutely can do that.
1: Yeah, that should be uh, should be pretty good, huh?
0: Yeah, those are, those are some, good, uh, some good flicks to watch. Definitely should check those out. Alright, let's move on to Well, let's move on to some trailers. (laughs) We talked about some weird trailers this week. Let's talk about Thunder Force. Roger, take it away.
1: Uh, Do we have to talk about Thunder
0: Force? I mean, just yes, we do. You don't like it, I'm sure. Uh, No, I do not. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's got Octavia Spencer. It's got... You know, I'm I'm kind of into it. I think it's gonna be funny, but that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I laughed at the trailer, which for most most Melissa McCarthy movies, I don't laugh. No, so,
1: it's well, I mean, I guess that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, no, I I I, th- I think think it'll be great. Um, no, I take that back. I don't think it'll be great. That's my uh, that's what I say on autopilot. I, I'm not expecting great things. I'm just expecting things. So. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Not, not great bob not great no no Seems not, uh not no not good not good bob not good at all and what about the other one let's talk about you seem to like crisis though you're excited think, for that i one. think
1: crisis looks interesting at least i mean but i mean if you're comparing it to thunder force which look like a train wreck um yeah i mean it's got a really good cast you know and evangeline lily army hammer gary goldman it's at least a compelling story about drug smuggling from the U.S. to Canada, Canada to the U.S., which is
0: yeah strange. But hey,
1: you know, huge cast,
0: yeah, huge, huge cast though. Huge cast. Gary, huge. I mean, like you said, Gary Oldman, Army Hammer, Evangeline, like Gray Kinnear, Michelle Rodriguez, Luke Evans, um, Lily Rose Depp. I mean, look, that's not a small cast. You don't you don't spend money like that unless you're unless you have something you think you at least you think you have something. Sure. Who knows? Hope so. Yeah, I just want it to be good. Look, what's our motto? We just want I just, to not...
1: please. Just don't suck.
0: I just don't want it to suck. <laughs> we just don't suck. If we watch these movies like we do, I want it to be a very enjoyable two hours instead of yeah, instead of a Tom to and Jerry too much instead of Tom and Jerry two hours, which is kind of a pulling teeth oh, or a
1: Tom and Jerry hundred minutes.
0: Yeah, which is about twenty minutes longer than it should have been, but
1: yeah, that's okay. We're sure.
0: getting that. in a little bit. As a matter of fact, let's get in that in a little bit. But first, WandaVision, how we finished the last episode, which has the title Series Finale. And I was happy to see that, because we don't need more WandaVision. We need all the
1: WandaVision.
0: Do you you really think so? Um, I don't know. Listen, I
1: thought it it overall was a great series. Um, It was a little slow in starting up, but man, I mean, it pays off. It ends up being about a four-hour show all all together. You know? It's way longer than any movie we'd ever watch so and told a pretty good story a different kind of marvel story which is awesome you know brought magic into play so i I think that's cool
0: i was into the it's it's a very emotional um ending you know it's you see two different forms of vision but there's a reason for it um they have a great conversation uh it's just it, it is more in tune with what we got with the marvel movies you know, it's more in tune with, for instance, I think it's got very tonally very similar to the Age of Ultron when those when those were a big deal. So uh, I'm like I said last week, I started to really love one Wanda, of one division. So as of as of where it ended right now, I'm fine with it. If they continue to just if they continue to do it, then I won't be okay with it. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, I mean, I think we'll get one division again maybe in the future, but it won't be so. You know, for a couple of years off to like see. I'm okay with this, with this with this formula.
0: Like I'm, yeah. a, I'm okay with this formula. Now, did, have you watched any of those um, on on Disney Plus the the Marvel Legends? They're, they're, no. they're like seven or eight no. minutes apiece. I have not. I I, I I checked out the Wandavision. It just it. Or I checked out the Scarlet Witch one. It just like, encapsulates all of that all of that character involvement from beginning to end in like seven oh, or eight minutes. It's actually kind of interesting. It's a lot of information densely packed. I mean, a lot of these characters have very long and very involved arcs. So I don't think that the, the seven or eight minutes it gives you does it any kind of justice. No, so, but um, check those out. If you want to, they're also available on Disney plus. If you're a Marvel fan, those exist as well for some of your favorite characters. Now let's get um, the golden globes happened last week. Sure. Did. Um, we're not going to spend show. a whole lot of time. Yeah, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on them, but it's important. I think we should go on the list because a lot of you know, they're, precursor to some of the some of the yeah, Oscars which yeah. in um and last year in the years past it haven't really been they've been kind of a shake-up but all right best picture drama went to land. best picture musical comedy went to this is a surprise to me uh Borat's subsequent movie film nah. I mean you and I don't agree with that one but best actress motion picture drama went to United States versus Billy Holiday Andra Day Uh, We have yet to cover that one, but we will in the weeks to come. Best actor actor in a motion picture drama went to Mr. Chadwick Boseman, very well deserved for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, Best actress, motion picture, musical comedy went to Rosamund Pike in I Care a Lot. We watched that last week. Just talked about it last week. Yes, we did. Best actor in a motion picture musical or comedy went to Sasha Baron Cohen. Best supporting actress in motion picture, Jodie Foster. Best supporting actor went to a very deserving Daniel Kaluuya. Good for you guys, and I know Roger Jared Leto is one of the ones he beat out, but you, you know, want to remind yeah, people of those a great awesome picture pictures of homeless cowboy looking Jared Leto up on the <laughs> screen.
1: It was just ridiculous, amazing, just
0: ridiculous. Best director, motion picture went to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Congratulations to her. Best screenplay, as no one is surprised, went to. Aaron Sorkin for the Trial of Chicago 7. Best Picture for Animated went to, no one's going to be surprised by this. Soul beating out likes of Onward and Crude's and New Age. Best picture for language, uh, Minari. But that that was all people said that was going to happen anyway. Best score for Motion Picture went to Soul. John Batista and or sorry, Batiste and Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor. Best song in Motion Picture went to Life Ahead, The Lochine. Best drama series went to The Crown. The Crown won a ton of things. Uh, best musical comedy series, Shit's Creek. Very deserving. I love that franchise. Best television motion picture went to The Queen's Gambit. Best actors went to No Surprise and a Taylor Joy for The Queen's Gambit. Best actor in a television motion picture went to Mark Ruffalo. Roger. I know we both love this show. Yeah. Loved. It was a great show. Excellent it show. It was incredibly deep, very moving. Man, oh man, Mark Ruffalo is very deserving. He played himself twice. Awesome. Best Television Actress for a Drama Series, Emma Corrin. Moving right along, we go. Best Television Actor in a Drama Series, Josh O'Connor for The Crown. Best Television Actress, Musical, Comedy Series, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Best Actor, yes, here we go, for a Musical or Comedy Series, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. Very well-deserving. Great show. Yeah, it is. That's God. right. Give it just, up for
1: our boy Ted Lasso.
0: I just fell in love with that, and I didn't want to. Damn it! Because you were talked for weeks about how good it was. I'm like, there's no way Ted Lasso can be this good. And you're like, I'm just watching one, one, one episode, 30 minutes, and I'm hooked. I'm hooked in 30 minutes. Best supporting actress in television, Jillian Anderson for The Crown. We are on the last few right now. Best supporting actor in television, John Boyega, Small Axe. And that sums up the Golden Globe. So congratulations to all the winners and all the nominees. Uh, There's some very stiff competition this year. So that's pretty awesome. We are moving right along. Let's talk about... (laughs) Roger, I know you've been dreading this. Tom and Jerry, let's give it a few minutes. Oh boy, a few is probably (laughs) too many. I would agree Um, with you. Came out February 26th, directed by Tim Story. Uh, who also had a couple of other executive producing credits, Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, Jordan Bolger, Rob Delaney, Patsy Farron, Colin Jost. Roger, why don't you just take 10 seconds and sum up Tom and Jerry? Should I sum up Tom and Jerry by giving out Chris's score that he sent to me beforehand? You know what? Let's start with that. Yeah. Uh, Chris said it's a pile of garbage and it's a zero. <laughs> How? What do you say about
1: it? Um... <laughs> well i mean that's pretty close to accurate so i mean this, mean, this tom and jerry movie in all seriousness i don't understand why this movie gets made i don't understand who this movie's made for um it's barely a tom and jerry movie to start with it's it's just so bad so so cringy at times and I mean, I, listen, I understand it must be hard acting with, you know, animated sprites that, you know, aren't really there. But come on.
0: Like, why is
1: this movie the way that it is?
0: Well, you're right. And it's, I mean, it's a Tom and Jerry movie where Tom and Jerry aren't the focus.
1: No. no they're, they're like 30, 35% of the movie.
0: And it's, it's, it's painstakingly so because, I mean, like, they're a very, maybe the, one of the most iconic cartoon duos from, you know, from yeah, from years past, sure, absolutely. But, so your question you you asked, of course, lost now to the airwaves. But you your question you, you you asked is on the on um, our first recording is why the hell did this get made?
1: Yeah, like who signs off on this? Why is this a thing?
0: Why why go half? Why is it half live action, half animation? I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said, well, it's not going to be animation because that is decades too late anyway. Yeah. So I mean, but this is very the Tom and Jerry in this movie is very in tune with the Tom and Jerry we got in the cartoons. It's you know a a mouse, a clever mouse, outsmarting the cat, you know, in in a very slapstick comedy. You know, the 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 whole like, you know, like their 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 tongue like woo woo, it makes really weird cartoonish noises, and you know, he can pull his ears, and you know, it's just it's very in line with what we know about Tom and Jerry. Now, why we have this silly story about a, a hotel and a wedding and um. And we, we have Kayla and Terrence, Chloe Grace Moretz and Michael Pena kind of, you know, they're in the same job vying for the same position after this. It's just where did this – this is where I, where I don't like Hollywood when it comes up with adaptions. I just don't know where they come up with some of this stuff sometimes. I don't yeah, know like how I do want to
1: happen. know who had a half a script wrote and was like, hey, we should make this a Tom and Jerry movie.
0: That's <laughs> exactly like, like, that happen? what happened. But that is what happened though. I imagine <laughs> that's what happened.
1: So we haven't even talked about what this movie's actually about. This movie's actually about a wedding being hosted at a hotel, and like it's some weird, awful romantic comedy. And oof,
0: boy, <laughs> weird, weird, awful are two very good words to describe this movie. Because, and I think that's where you and I differ a little bit. Is I, I, we both agree with the fact that there's nothing here for adults. As a matter of fact, there's, no. less, there, there, there's less than nothing, which is insulting. Um, but. I don't I mean, I would agree I, I, I would argue there is something here for kids. Uh, I don't think you feel the same. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I understand when a movie's made of
1: children that we're not so you know, I, I try not to judge them too harshly, but like this movie's just not very good. And Listen, if you if you say that this movie's good because your kids like it, that's a that's the most cop out of review thing I could ever say. Even if my I let my ten year old watch it and she wanted to watch it again, I let her watch it because I don't care. But, like, I would never look to be like, this is a great movie for you to, like, really learn how the world works, you know, because it's not. This movie's bad. <laughs> and yeah, it, it is. It, it's just
0: not great. I, not, I, don't not see great how,
1: I don't see how any parent with children would still be entertained with this movie after one full viewing. It just doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, f- a, friend, a friend of the show, Bobby Treveri, you know, we, we, we had yeah. him on the Ready Player One episode. He's, you know, he's a published author, about to be a two-time published author. Um and he's in a mass tech to some of my, my friends back home is his son, his two and a half year old son loves this movie. And in the past week see, has that, watched it fine. seven times.
1: That's fine. Cause I mean, here's the thing he's watching it for free on HBO max. It's not like he would have taken the, a two, uh, two and a half year old to the theater seven times to watch Tom
0: and Jerry. That's not ever going to happen. No. You, and, and you're, you're right about that. But I do think now i mean, okay. So I think in this, in a world without COVID, there's no, nothing to keep you from going in anywhere with, with crowds of people. This movie does very well financially in the box office. I firmly believe that. Listen, I think
1: it might have had a strong first week, but I don't think it has anything in week two. You don't think? No, because listen, I think it might make some money just because it is a children's movie um, that adults can at least relate to. But I think there's no way. It, you know if you took your kid the first weekend your kid asked to go back to the movies to see Tom and Jerry again as an adult you'd be like no nah, that ain't going to happen
0: <laughs> well <laughs> no. well especially when it's followed up by Raya and the Last Dragon the very next week yeah literally
1: coming the following week which looks like it's probably going to be pretty strong and it's directly from Disney so yeah,
0: yeah i mean yeah. it's it you know yes it's a yeah it's a disney's a much more trusted name than hbo with with at least with kids movies Excuse me. I don't. I don't see where the legs on this is, um, but I do think it has a pretty strong first few weeks. But after that, now having seen the movie, I don't. Like I said, I think there's even there's less than nothing for adults here. Like there's it, it's. Oh,
1: yeah. it's pretty bad.
0: Can we talk it's... about the? Can we can we talk about the fish on the desk that has a thought bubble with? Yeah. With the poop emoji in it. Like emojis? Yeah. I mean, why? Why? What? Why did that happen? I don't know. So okay, so just I don't know so, why
1: half of this stuff in this movie happens. Can we well, start? Just,
0: can we start with how she ends up with this job? Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie should, as a free thinking adult, infuriate you as a free thinker. Um, so she somehow gets her, she somehow is looking, she's looking for a job and somehow in this hotel that we know from the guy out front has been in this hotel a number of times getting free meals, whatever, fine. She somehow spots this out of town candidate who you, you pointed out, I I don't think I got it was, she was going to steal from this person. It sure looked like to me that she was trying to steal her suitcase. So she sits down with this woman, talks to her, realizes she's an applicant, um, fools her into thinking she's already failed her, 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 her in an interview because she was the one interviewing her even though it's a whole ruse it's a lie and then somehow ends up with her through the magic of these silly comedies ends ends up up with with her resume and then passes it off as her own Mm. um and her own name Mm. and 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 here's what i love too she hands it to the front for to the front desk receptionist who immediately says they're gonna hire you yeah they're like immediately (laughs) <laughs> no, like let me just pass this off to my bosses. Someone might be like, Hey,
1: you know, you had a really nice resume. I'll probably get you in here for an interview today, even and be like, Oh, that's great. And they're no, like, no, no, you're gonna get this job.
0: So they yeah. ba- so she goes, she's fast tracked upstairs, interviewed, and not only is she hired, but she's asked to start in the next five minutes. <laughs> so in a span of six minutes on the screen, she
1: went from robbing somebody for their suitcase to identity theft to hired at a big time job. <laughs>
0: Which only happens in these no, types of. Oh my
1: market. god!
0: Like, it's insulting. What, what kind of lesson is, is that for children? That's my point, though. Is it's it's teaching it's teaching people that you know. I mean, if it's teaching you anything, kids are going to pick up from this that if you lie and cheat and steal, you get your way. Really? Now, the ending, the ending of the movie might not be like that, but I mean, if it works for any length of time, there are kids out there that might think that's how the life is. Well, I mean, I hope you're not
1: taking a lot of life lessons from, from a show that has <laughs> no. only animated animals and bugs, you know.
0: No, no, so, of course I mean, not. But, and in this world, it, the, the world kind of, it 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 obeys its own rules sometimes, and then yeah, other when, times when it's it convenient. When it's convenient. For instance, these animated creatures, these animals, elephants, what, what whatever, sometimes the humans interact with them, and like they're real people standing right there, but they're animated pets and animals and other times i mean i'm assuming it's because it's green screen and people just don't know what they're reacting to but sure i mean that's gotta that's
1: honestly gotta be tough but man somebody has gotta gotta whoever edited this movie's gotta be like um maybe we should like try harder
0: glaring issues but the story as it goes on is you know also bad Tom and Jerry are at at each other's throats, as Tom and Jerry have been for you know four decades plus. And these two, Kayla and Terrence, are at each other's throats as well, because you know one lied to get her job, and Terrence knows it, but because of movies, he doesn't just say it to his boss; he has to prove it to his boss. Oh yes. Um, Again, it's just it's very silly, and I I don't I was expecting somewhat of an enjoyable movie from this, only because Tom and Jerry are it is an iconic cartoon duo that has lasted almost as long as animation's been a thing. But yeah, it's been around for a long, long time. But I mean it there's really nothing here for anyone over the age of ten or even lower than that. And I say that because it's just it's such lowbrow comedy. For instance, the poop the fish with the poop emoji as a thought. What mm. who is that who is that looking at? Kids don't, don't, kids don't know what a poop emoji is. Kids also don't know what a thought bubble is. So who are you appealing to at that point? Adults. But the lowest brow of comedy which i think we're a little above now as a society maybe i'm wrong i mean look i still laugh at fart jokes i know you do too so yeah sure but until you know it's just there comes a there's a time and place for those in films and this just wasn't the right i just are you saying tom and jerry need more well-timed fart jokes I'm saying it would up the comedy for you. <laughs> I'm saying if you ask me, Tom and Jerry is at best a 1.5. I'll just move to score it 1.5. Right, That's right to the point. I mean, Chris gave it a zero. You gave it a <laughs>
1: 1.5. So I guess it's my turn to step up and score it. I mean, we didn't it even is. talk about like them riding a rocket-powered skateboard and
0: – you know, getting on a drone and flying across the city, like yes, Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry do that. And there's also animated elephants in the in in a in, in a high a building, form, yeah, in a penthouse suite of a of a of a hotel. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this. But if we start yeah. beginning, then we're going to talk. Forever. No, we can just end it. We can
1: just begin at the end, and I'll also score it, and it's a one. <laughs> okay, let so let, let, Tom and Jerry gets a cumulative score of two point five out of thirty. <laughs>
0: Now I want to ask you a question. This is this sure. is this is a, on all seriousness. Now, if you had to rewatch one of those tomorrow night, Holmes and Watson or Tom and Jerry? I would just go to bed. <laughs> That's not an option. You can't get the people? Of course it's an option. <laughs> all right, you just go to bed. Fair enough. Please, yeah, def- I'll just,
1: you know what? I'll just play Clash Royale on my phone for 100 minutes. You know what i the- be better?
0: You know what? There was one thing in this movie that I loved, and it was that Joy the Bell Girl. How people, whenever she appeared, people were always surprised. <gasps> yeah, that was kind of... I'll admit, that was kind of funny. Uh, kind, of, kind of clever that they kept that... Movie I mean, before. it was funny once. No, it was... Well, whenever Michael... because She did it three or four times in Michael Penyon. Every time, he, was like, oh, he gets scared and doesn't realize what he's looking at. But um, that character went nowhere. There was no... There was a little bit of mystery to that character, which never got explained. So then it just goes into Dead Zone. Because if you don't explain it, then what, why is it in there? What's the point of it being in the script yeah, at all? Who, who knows why
1: it's even part of it? I, I don't know. Like I said, I, Tom and Jerry's pretty terrible. It's not the worst movie I've seen lately, but it's damn close. <laughs> and, well, listen, uh, I, I don't want to say that I'm actually disappointed. Because I really, after watching a trailer, I had no expectations of this movie to being anywhere near something that i would enjoy but i am just shocked that some movie like this gets made and it ends up being this bad
0: well it's just it's there's still here's the thing and this is the last thing i'll say before we move on is there's still a fair bit of money behind this movie which i can appreciate the production values at least it doesn't look horrible no it's no. it's animated interestingly so because like i mentioned
1: it's kind of a passing but there are no animals in this movie that aren't animated. None. There are even like bugs and cockroaches and flies and stuff. They're all animated, so they put real commitment to that, which is respectable. Um, also, don't know why they did that. So I'd be willing.
0: I'd be willing to bet that their viewing numbers are pretty high for tom and jerry
1: well i mean they're also inflated you know because it is on hbo max for free that's what so. i'm saying is, is is
0: bobby's kid can just that he can literally just watch that and repeat if you want it all day and it, and it costs them nothing it costs no stuff. it doesn't, doesn't cost them a dime and i'm sure they're happy to have that time sure so. absolutely I'd I mean, be at least that i understand why kids
1: I listen you want your kid wants to watch tom and Jerry. i don't care this, this movie's awful
0: it really is bad there's just nothing there for anyone with that wants to look for a plot or any kind of character development or anything like that uh as a matter of fact i think it retracts from character development because i mean look at kayla's character of she doesn't even come full she she, she doesn't even come full circle to her arc no so no there's that's no just arc. strange to me that's there's just, a
1: cliff here there's
0: yeah i mean there's an arc that she follows for part of the movie and then just they deviate from that and then it never goes back to the Oh yeah, it, it, this
1: doesn't happen.
0: So, I mean, 2.5 collectively from three people, that's Is that about, good? I don't know a lot about math. That's about what it deserves, I think. I mean, it's look, you make a bad movie, you get a bad score. I mean, it's that, that simple. So well, Now, I mean, this is a prime
1: example of bad trailer, bad movie. It was bad, <laughs> you know, 6 months ago when I first seen it. And you, and you Turns called it. Turns out
0: it was bad. You definitely called that one. Now, transitioning into the opposite of the st- Sound of Metal um, came came to us December 4th, 2020, directed by Darius Martyr. Is the opposite of Tom and Jerry. It is fantastic. Yeah, and it's pretty
1: spectacular.
0: Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cook, Paul Racy, Lauren Ridloff. You, if you have not seen this movie, this is among our highest recommends of watch. Um, this is as good a movie as you've seen in 2021. Um, or I mean, it's as good a movie as was in 2020 or 2021 so far. It's just, it's damn good. Roger, why don't you take 30 seconds and sum this one up?
1: So uh, the real short version of uh, Sound of Metal is Rizamad plays Ruben, who is a drummer in a metal band, who uh, suddenly and very abruptly loses all of his, almost all of his hearing. He drops from 100% hearing to... Um, 24% in one ear and 20% in the other, like legitimately overnight, he goes from having like a little bit of a, you know, hearing issue the one night to the next morning, he can barely hear anything. And it's kind of his story about how much his life changes and how the, the trials that he goes through, um, trying to cope with it, um, while also being a recovering addict, he's been clean for four years. And how that all comes into play. So it's it's the story of Ruben. And it's not a true story, but uh, it feels like it absolutely could be, at least in some capacity. So.
0: Yeah, it, it really does feel like... As a matter of fact, I thought it was the story of a famous metal drummer that... I mean, the poster makes it look like it could be someone's story. I don't know much about music. I mean, music's one of the things I don't know much about. So, I mean, it, it, it could have just just as easily have, have been, but it's not. But now... If, you're, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this right now and you're like, maybe we should check that out, Riz Ahmed is, it took me the entire movie to remember where I saw him from. He's the he's the villain from Venom. Um, <laughs> Venom. But I mean good for him. For I mean, he this is as good a performance as I've seen in the past six months. I mean it, he's up there with Francis McDormand, up there with Daniel Kaluuya. I mean, he's just, this. everything about his performance. And the the um the greatness of his performance isn't even in the speaking part of his performance when he's like flipping out or when he's trying to figure out what the with the audiologist what is happening to him. It's in all the nuances, all of the the special when he's his eyes are telling the story or his body language is telling the story of what's happening with him. That is the real truth. Oh yeah of anyone who if you're a Cinephile like like we are on the show, you will love it. It's wonderful. To, to to see that in action, it's a, it's the kind of a, it's a kind of a performance that you don't get very often, only because most roles don't require this kind of level of, you know, telling the story with your body as well as your words and how you how you deliver the, you know, what I mean, it's just it's one of those wonderful things that just comes together in one hell of a product. Uh, what, one of the things I love most about this movie is how it opens. It opens with um, him and his him and his uh, his girlfriend, longtime girlfriend for several several years, are they're doing a show. Um, her name is Lou. She's the singer. He's the guy on the drums. Uh, they're they're on tour. They're, they live out of an RV. And the first the opening shot is one. They're on tour. It's black. Um, I mean the 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 lights are all out. It's very low lighting. You know, just like a, a metal rock show metal venue. Be. Yeah, close
1: quarters. Yeah.
0: And it's just zooming in on him as he's playing what he's played thousands of times but something is off with him something isn't right and you can tell what it is but the it's a very slow track and shot to open the film it's like it's just very impressive that's how the film opens yeah um and then over the past you know 15 over the next 15 20 minutes when he really starts to lose his hearing and start to go on his journey that's when it really begins to get great is Oh, That's Miz yeah. Riz Ahmed really starts to shine. Now, Roger, you you like the, the the scene with the audiologist of what he's learning and how he deals with that.
1: Well, yeah. So he ends up with an audiologist fairly early on in the movie because obviously he's lost most of his hearing, and the guy's breaking it down for him and showing him everything. You know what the test results come out with, and you know, Ruben asks about the uh, cochlear implants, um, things that he's seen before, something he knows a little bit about, and the guy says, "Well, yeah, you know, maybe in the future that might be something to help." whatever so ruben like focuses like laser focuses on these cochlear implants like they're going to be some be-all end-all savior for him and that becomes a major part of the story um like i said, i'm not going to go into the um what actually happens with that because listen you should watch this movie and find out but like that is a big key scene and the guy was the the audiologist telling him you know like hey maybe that shouldn't be your primary focus your primary focus should be saving what you know, remaining hearing that you have left while you still have it. So
0: preservation of hearing is more yeah. important than, you know, getting back to hearing. And it's really kind of one of those things that I'm going to watch this again, um, because I really want to focus on him when he's getting news. His reaction is I'm telling you, that's where the, that's where the magic is in this movie is, is Riz Ahmed makes this movie what it is. Um, he's just the right guy for the role. And I mean, just a little bit of trivia. I know for this role, he, he took six months to learn how to become a, pro- a professional heavy metal drummer, and you only see him drum a few times. It's not like he, it's like he could have just practiced those few. He really committed to this and learned yeah, actually get into it. Yeah, I
1: mean, listen, he, he, they do real sign language in this movie um, um, because that's one of Ruben's part of his recoveries. Because Ruben, the real part of the story is Ruben ends up at a an addiction recovery center for people who, uh, without hearing, people who are deaf. Excuse me. Um, and how he has to try to cope with everything while also, you know, being an addict. Um, now Ruben has been clean for four years and that's, that's very good. Um, but you know, I could see in anybody's life why a traumatic event, like losing your hearing very suddenly would lead you to relapse. And what happens with that is, you know, it becomes part of his daily rituals and things like that while he's there to help take care of himself that he has to basically learn how to be deaf. Everybody there's got a job of some sort. Um, so Ruben ends up going to basically, you know, uh, a school for deaf um, with, you know, younger classmates, like, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, learning sign language and, and that sort of lot. And that's some of the best part of the movie for me, I think, is watching him interact with the young kids who are also deaf like him. So
0: Well, it's, it's very heartwarming uh, because you yeah. know he's he's for example, for example he's teaching them that I mean rhythm with music And he's teaching them how to drum even if you can't hear anything you can still feel the rhythm you feel it yeah and that's kind of it that's like one of the that's like a very heartwarming thing and there's this one scene in particular where he this one kid is struggling in class just to pay attention and uh, he volunteers to take the kid out and just hang out with him out in the playground for a minute and the kid is at, at the top of a metal slide and he's at the bottom. And the kid is, like, pounding these. He's hitting the slide, not with any rhythm. Feeling the vibrations. Feeling the vibrations instead of hearing it. And then so he, um, Ruben, slaps the slide in rhythm, and the kid responds. And then then Ruben realizes that he can, wait a minute, I don't, you don't, you can feel the rhythm through vibrations and sense it just as easily as you can hear it. And that's kind of a turning point for Ruben, which is great, because, like, and then over the next few scenes, you see him, like, teaching kids how to be in rhythm with music, but it's not its not that type of movie, which... No, no, it is not. I enjoy the, the heartwarming aspect of it. I'm, I like that kind of stuff, and I, and I know you do too, Roger. I mean, who, who doesn't? I do, it's, listen. It's very fitting in this movie, and I think it works very, very well. Is it, I mean,
1: yeah. it, heartwarming is probably the right word, um, but it's like you're very correct when you say it's not that type of movie.
0: It isn't, but I mean, it's, it's a nice little piece of it. And I I mean, I guess if if I had to default this movie on anything, it was that we didn't circle back to it Um, only because, I mean, in in, in the totality of when the story's finished, we assume he makes it back there. But I mean, we don't see that. But I mean, we have to assume that because of a choice he makes in the last 10 seconds that he will. And that's kind of what I am letting myself walk away from this movie with is he does go back and he does continue to live a life there. Maybe
1: he does. Maybe he doesn't.
0: Um, But I mean, the ending of the, it it is, it is a full movie. Like all the story threads are closed by the end of it. And that's what I love when he, you know, the ending of the movie is what I I thought was one of the strong points too, because there is no, they've closed all the storylines without leaving you guessing as to what is going to happen with any of the open threads. There are no open threads anymore, which is great. A lot lot of movies are open threads because there's plot holes, you know, plot holes create, you know, unsatisfied endings for, 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 viewers because, you know, a lot of times stuff gets cut in the studio or, or whatnot. I have a feeling that whatever was cut on the on the editing room floor was self-contained and more of what we had instead of entire plot lines being cut out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably not... Yeah, I mean, that's accurate, I bet.
0: <clears throat> you know, and those big-budget features, sometimes for, for time, they just cut out entire, entire threads so they don't even exist in the final cut, but they were shot. In this movie, I assume... If there's anything on the editing floor, it's it's more of the heartwarming stuff, or it's more of his time on the at the at the, in the deaf community and oh, what yeah. this what this movie's really about at its core is, um, taking someone who is always on the go, a high-powered adrenaline kind of restless guy, and making him stop and slow down. Which well, he has to he has to
1: really start learning how to relive his life in a completely different manner. And which, that's, that's a really hard adjustment for some folks,
0: which it is. I mean, for me, this hits home personally, because, you know, my mother is deaf. She has a cochlear implant, but, um, so without the cochlear implant, when me and my brother were born, I, she wouldn't, I think she may have heard a little bit of my, when I was a baby, but not much after that. But so she got a cochlear implant when I was still in, I may have just hit double digits 10 or 11, but she for the first time was able to hear my voice as, as a, as a, as a, you know, a kid forming full sentences, you know, having an actual voice instead of a baby. But, you know, my sisters, they remember mom losing her hearing completely and my sisters are going down that that path. And, you know, when I talk to my audiologist, it seems that I am not too far behind them. So, I mean, this story really hits home to me in particular, because it's something that my family deals with. Um, And it's, you know, for for instance, and I, I know Roger, you and I have had conversations about this. But whenever I watch a movie, whether it's on my phone, whether it's on the TV, um, I put subtitles on every time, sure. every sure. single time, um, regardless. And and if there were special glasses I could wear in the theater that would, you know, you put them on and the subtitles are there for people like my mother who are handicapped, which is a good idea that I'm thinking about. That's a hell of an idea. Why why don't you do that AMC? But um, I would also do that. I just it's just to me because of. Watching movies with my mom when I was younger is forced me to. This is a habit I will have for the rest of my life, and it's. I think you get a lot more out of it when you have subtitles. I do anyway. Maybe you don't. I mean, well, I don't, you, you don't like, miss anything. Well, here's the thing. I, I watch a lot of anime,
1: oh, um, yeah. so I'm you used to. Uh, to I'm used to subtitles. That's that's fine for me.
0: <laughs> that's that's the same thing with like. I mean, subtitles to me is the whole. It's not as, as important as the whole widescreen versus full screen debate. You remember from like 2002 that that, that, that whole debate back back then. Yes. Um, <laughs> to, to me, it's very similar because you're you're still not getting the totality of what's said because you just miss things. You know, you're paying attention, especially in those big time action sequences. You miss things, and you know, now that when I'm working at my desk during you know second assistant accounting stuff on these on these shows and films, I listen to movies and I get a whole lot more out of it when I'm just listening and there's no visual. Which, is, of course, the opposite of of Ruben's struggle, but just for sake of you know. I get a lot more out of it than I do, but um, this struggle means something to me because you know, it is my family. It is something that runs genetically in my family. So, I mean, I, sorry for that little aside. I just think it's important to relate when you can to the material.
1: Sure, uh, definitely
0: hits home for you. Uh, but yeah, this movie is, good. I mean, it's, its you know, Roger and I talk about a lot, Palm Springs. we usually in a funny light, Palm Springs and The Vast of Night. But I mean, those movies are damn good. And we by damn good, I mean, they're the high end of the spectrum. Um, if Tom and Jerry is a low end, they're they're the opposite high end. But I mean, if you're a cinephile, if you love movies, this movie is excellent. It is as good as anything you're going to watch in the theater or anywhere else. So absolutely check this one out. I, man, it's just, it's so, I don't want to keep saying it's so good, because that's, but like it is incredible. It's exceptional.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for, from start to finish, it's, it flows really well. Um, it's really excellently paced. Like an hour was gone in this movie before I even realized it. Like it, it snaps by. Um, and it's, you know, there are, there are no downspots. There's no lulls. There's like, oh, you know, I don't understand what they're doing. Like some of the interactions he has living at his um, little um, retreat that he's at are incredible. Um, like when he first learns, you know, sign language, and he can communicate with people at the dinner table properly. It's it's so, so spectacular.
0: And- it, re- it really is. It's just it's just it's a very special movie, and I, I hope you know our motto on this show is I just hope it doesn't suck.
1: This movie uh, definitely does not. It suck.
0: definitely doesn't suck, and it's you know it's we watch all these movies. We want to talk about them. We want to share our opinions with you, whoever we'll listen, we listen. Want to share our opinions with, and if we watch these movies, if we spend time each week we just want it to be good, but man, it's a real treat when we get one of these. So, yeah. I mean, whereas Tom and Jerry was, you know, 101 minutes of,
1: you know, crap, you know, this movie is yeah. a shade under two hours long and man, it flies by.
0: And it was probably a fifth of the budget.
1: Yeah. It's, it's super satisfying. Super, super satisfying. A
0: fifth of the budget, maybe even a sixth of the budget. If that. So Which is you, you think
1: this leads uh Riz Ahmed to getting some, uh, whatever
0: choice roles that he wants. Boy, I hope so, man. He deserves it. After this, he—I de- mean—that's—he deserves it. I'm saying he deserves to be looked at as a as a big time player now. Yeah, I mean, so. It, but even yeah. even that even the gentleman um even the gentleman in there who uh, was playing the the deaf guy, the leader of the community, even even he's like even he is fantastic and the emotions he he's 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 Paul Racy. Paul Racy, okay, yeah. But he's yeah. he's also excellent. You know, it's um. Yeah, I, I didn't think to do any research, but he could be actually. I, I don't know. I don't know if any any movies like any anyone in this movie is actually someone who lives at lives in a deaf community like that. But that'd be worth looking into. But I'm sure. I'm sure most of
1: the folks at the community were probably real deaf folks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see why they wouldn't be. Seems like,
0: yeah. It's yeah. just one of those. It just. It's a great. You know. It's. It's a bit of a. It's a bit. His journey isn't always on the up and up. You know, he makes some bad decisions. Some bad decisions are made out of his control. Uh, but it's one of those ones you 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 walk away with a very positive, very positive light. I mean, we just recently watched Palmer, the Apple yeah the Apple TV Apple original um, with Justin Timberlake. Um, that movie, this movie is very much like that movie too. To me, it's like it's not always up, it's not always down, but it's so well paced that. And there's and there's those little there's great little moments slipped in and out of it that by the time you're done with it you're happy and you're you're uplifted even though the the content isn't that kind of content. No, it's not always fun
1: and cheeky or anything like that. Where listen, there, there's some really emotional moments in this movie, um, some that I really appreciate towards the end between uh between Reuben and Lou. Um, it's just it comes full circle their relationship and everything, and it's. It works out very well how things you know, kind of come to pass throughout the movie. And just the direction that both of them were going by the end of this film, it's not anything that you would have expected to see from how this how it started. Um, but it's a very satisfying trip. Very, very satisfying.
0: I, I would agree with you. As a matter of fact... Let's uh, let's turn our accolades into numbers. What do you want? To, you want me to go first, or you want you want to go?
1: No, I'll give Chris a score out first, and then i <laughs> will go right. afterwards. So Chris gave a seven and a half. Said it was pretty good for him. Uh, I honestly think he's rating it a little bit too low because I gave this movie a nine. Um, now listen, this isn't. This is one of the best movies that I've watched recently. Um, just falls just short of the uh, the, the love ten number, um, but. Man, I, I can't wait, you know, for a couple of months down the road when I watch this movie again to really get a good second viewing of it. Um, I will absolutely recommend this movie to every person I talk to if they're looking for something. And I'm glad to see it got some Golden Globe love. It didn't win anything to love Golden Globes, but it's definitely nominated for some stuff, especially Riz Ahmed. He is spectacular. And I hope this goes on to make bigger and better things. It'll be, it'll be really hard to make a better thing than this, but, you know, I would love to see more of that. So. And I give it a nine.
0: I am in the same neighborhood that you are. I'm. This is for for me. This is a nine five. Ooh boy, <laughs> rarefied air. I I know. It's just we don't often get up in this area, but it's wonderful to be up here. And it's Riz Ahmed, and it's something we didn't even talk about, which I, I made a note to. But we're trying to. This recording is a little quicker, but the sound design of this movie is also. Yeah, I mean, we
1: yeah, we should excellent. talk about that real quick because um, they go from times where. It sounds like somebody's talking underwater or through a wall.
0: Um, and Grace, you had some insight on this. Is, is that not how things sound? No no, no when I'm at when I'm at my most congested and clogged before I have to go to the audiologist and he has to poke my eardrum with a needle and which is only going to work so many more times he said before he can stop doing that. Um, it it sounds like someone is talking to you muffled underwater behind a wall that but that sound comes through very clearly on the in the film, but that's exactly. As soon as I heard, I'm like, "That's it. That's the sound." I can never fully explain to people. If you want to hear what a deaf person hears when they when they have almost no hearing, this movie is a very good indication of what that actually sounds like. <clears throat> and the sound. This is a movie that's. I would have loved to have seen this in a Dolby theater, um, because the sound design is is of that moment where it moves from left to right, right to left, and then it, it goes away. Sometimes it comes back uh-huh. real quick. Just a span. Stay- or they do the hard cut from one
1: shot of the scene where you're, you know you hear what they're hearing or from the far away where you can hear everything that's going along on the same side.
0: Yeah, and then of course that changes when um when the cochlear implant becomes involved, but it it's all the sound design is almost as stellar as the movie. I mean, it's part it's part of the whole package, but the sound design also helps make the movie what it is because it's so dead on what it, I mean, the way my mother, who has a cochlear implant, explains to me sometimes when she's in a crowded area what it sounds like It's exactly like what there is a character with cochlear implants hears in the movie in a party scene. It's just it's it's all it's overwhelming. She always says it's overwhelming, and like I never understood it. And my sisters don't yet have cochlear implants to ask; they're, they're on their way to them. But I, that's a good way as any to explain it. It's just she says I'm hearing every conversation in the in the. In the vicinity. Little, little pieces of everything. Little pieces of everything, and I can't make out anything. She, I mean, so now it makes more sense to me because, like, it's just, it's really, inter- audiology has always been really interesting to me. And, and the fact that, like, the human body works a certain way, like, they, they do, someone has a surgery that bypasses the ear canal. It's, it's all very interesting, but the, the sound design is dead on, too, in this movie. It's just, that's part of the reason it's getting a 9 5. Riz Ahmed, uh, Paul Racy, the, the wonderful time it takes to establish the um, his, where he is from his fast paced life, as opposed to the life, it just stops stands still-ish, um to the sound design, to, you know, the, the heartfelt moments with the kids and then all the sign language. It just, it's a wonderful nine, five package for me. I may be, I may be being a little bit too, too, too generous, but I, I I'm uh, you also- know what
1: I'd rather be, you be too generous
0: with the excellent work of sound of metal
1: than with tom and jerry so i mean maybe you were slightly too
0: generous with that with the 1.5 you know i'm just saying i mean yeah i mean we we didn't we didn't cover nearly everything we should but like in a movie like that i i'd rather dedicate the time to the sound of metal than tom and jerry in our hour-long episode so yeah
1: that's um, completely fair
0: this is every this this deserves your immediate watch if you've not seen it definitely make plans through this week you know you won't be sorry you did. It's If you're a cinephile, you'll love it. I've said it a number of times, but I cannot stress enough.
1: Yeah, I, I would recommend that every person be able to check out Sound of Metal. And the one thing that I did realize very late in the movie, the Sound of Metal um, is a real thing. And if you pick up what I mean by that, just let me know. You know, Shoot an email to us or whatever. and Tell me if you understand what the Sound of Metal means.
0: And things will be uh, – I think that's a good idea. all right well we 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 talked about one movie that is questionably awful and why did it
1: get made another movie like good lord give me more of this
0: (laughs) good Lord, give me more of this please Uh, but you know that is sometimes how the episodes go and this as far as episodes this is all we have for you for episode 216 of for love of cinema yeah which each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at five AM East Coast, East Coast time on the podcast service, your choice are the following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe, every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. And check us out on YouTube. We still have a presence there. We haven't posted any videos lately, but we're working on that. We're trying to get ideas. Yeah, it's to, a little bit difficult when we're not all in the same studio. So. To do the digital thing. Um, next week, we're going to be taking a look at Raya and the Last Dragon. That is a Disney movie that is behind the Disney Plus premium paywall of 30 bucks, Or you can go watch it theatrically. for and, $4.99. Yeah, at, the, at your local, at, <laughs> local AMC. Uh, or And... Coming to America, the long-overdue sequel from a movie from 1988. Coming to, the number two America. Yes, the very cheeky Sniper 3 with the three. Love it. (laughs)
1: Love it. No, I do not love it.